Hello, Empowered Nation. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and we are talking all things money and business. Today's episode is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com. If you need help starting your financial journey, head over there and get your free ebook, freemoneytipsbook.com. Today's episode, I am interviewing Lisa Marie. She is the sassy wealth coach, and she's going to share a fun, very interesting way to say thank you. Welcome to the show, Lisa, the sassy wealth coach. I just love saying that word, by the way. I've been practicing it um, leading up to our episode. So welcome to Empower Her Money podcast. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you. I do too. I, I, I like the way it rolls off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's fun to say. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are, You know your journey, and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Well, my name is Lisa Marie. I am the sexy wealth coach. Um, seven years ago, uh, just um, as of the 17th, so just a few days ago, um, I celebrated uh, my seventh year in business, and um, it's all started back in 2016 when I was um, let go from my job. I was barely making ends meet already. Um, I couldn't get assistance because you were right over that little mark, you know. Um, but I was struggling with migraines and headaches. I was miserable, um, long story short. Um, and when I was let go, I kept hearing a voice uh, that now was my time. I was needed at home. So uh, against all the smart senses and the things you're supposed to do and go and look out, go look for another job, I made the decision that I wasn't going to. I made the decision to um, start my business. I basically decided that if I was barely gonna make ends meet, it was gonna be on my terms, mm-hmm. not making someone else rich. I wanted to be home with my girls. Um, and it started from there and I dove in and I had my vehicle repossessed. I got on food stamps. Um, I had to do a, I did a letter to my landlord giving her a plan, which should have been the first clue that I'm good at what I'm doing now. (laughs) Um, but I put a plan together and, you know, I sent it to her and I tell everybody all the time that she could have said no. And if she just said no, we wouldn't be here having this conversation, right? So, you know, um, she even told me later that, um, or in her email, that she went and got advice from two other people and they both told her not to do it. And she still felt something inside her was telling her that she should do it. And, you know, I have a friend who says God, universe, spirit. So she calls him Gus. So God, universe, spirit, I believe was all deeply involved in that because I kept hearing a voice telling me now was my time and I was needed at home. And she drew up the agreement and how I knew I was gonna be able to do it is I was, again, I was barely making ends meet and I had two children. So that I was gonna get a huge refund, right? From um, the taxes. And so that's how I, I had it all planned out and prepared out and um, we did it. And it was hard because, you know, uh, I was driving a, a vehicle since I had the first one repossessed. I was driving a vehicle that was so old. Um, it ended up with a pinhole and the gas tank. 
So, mm. and it was sold, it couldn't be replaced. So I'm driving that, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my Lord, what am I doing? Um, but I dove deep in and at the end of 2017, I realized I was, I'd made a lot of money, but I still didn't know where the hell my money went. I still felt broke. And uh, there was a mindset coach um, on Facebook. I don't know who it was. You know, one of those speeds, you know, you see something. And she said something that just, I don't know, it's like it flipped a switch for me. And she said that if someone talks bad about you and just berates you and just can't stand you, would you want to be around them? Would Mm. you even stay around them? Mm. No. Then why would money stay around? Mm. I was like, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I still think the same way. I go back and I think, you know, she, you know what? She's kind of got a point. <laughs> and so from there, I just, um, she had some kind of book that she recommended. And I, I don't remember because I've read so many now, but I just did a deep dive into money mindset, money, anything and everything money. And that led me to money stories which then led me to, okay, what is my money story and where did it come from and how does that affect my money mindset? And then I read um, another book, uh, Profit First by Michael McAulitz. Yes, love and, that book. And there are so many things I love about that book. Um, and me being an analytical brain, the money mindset worked to a certain point but I was like, something's missing. That's what was missing. It was another piece. So to me, the mindset, the money management is all a piece of the puzzle for your relationship with money and how you're able to generate wealth and how you're able to get off of what I call that never ending merry-go-round of financial chaos. Um, and when I put those pieces together and created what I call an all-inclusive budget because traditional budgets just don't work. Um, Mm -hmm. which is funny, but they don't, but that's because they don't take everything into consideration that you should. So like my budget takes into consideration things I want to do, the yearly expenses, the monthly expenses, it takes into consideration saving for those things that are going to come up later, like having tires and repairs on your vehicle. It's basically, it's planning and preparing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I took the best of what I loved about Profit First, what I learned from the money stories, worked on my, okay, this was my money story, which was lack and scarcity. And, you know, I grew up single, my mom was a single mom, two kids. You know, she didn't graduate from high school. She had a GED. She worked in the plant. You kind of get the picture, right? Mm -hmm. Technically, we were considered low to middle class, but back then they didn't, do as much as they do now going after quote unquote the deadbeat dads right so you know she's a single mom taking care of two kids and constantly being told there's no money we can't do this there's no money and that's because she was also raised that way money was to pay the bills nothing else you worked paid bills wash rinse repeat and there was none of the money management in the mindset and generating the wealth and being able to save to go and do the things you want to do right and 
I put those together and I was like, okay, let's see if this works. And I started working and I was like, you know what? I'm not the only one that's, nope. that I know I'm not, right? And so it just evolved into the Sassy Wealth Coach because, and I chose wealth because you can be rich and still be quote unquote broke. Yes. You can still uh, be rich and be miserable. Yep. But when you're wealthy, you have money to take care of you. You have freedom. You're happy. You're giving back. You're doing the things that you want. So to me, wealthy means more than just the green dollar bills. It means um, you're living your life your way and you're using money as a tool, which it is, to be able to do the things you want to do and to give back. And right. it, it's just... I don't know. I love money now. I just yeah. love money. <laughs> I had a horrible well, relationship with money. Um, yeah. And and I, I love money now. So And I loved how you said like you were a student first. So it's something that piqued your interest and then you just dove into it and learned more about it. And now that you're more knowledgeable, you love money because you were able to change that money mindset that you had and break that cycle. So that's incredible. You know, I think that's sometimes one of the hardest things that we have to learn to do is to break the cycle in order to have that abundance, to have that wealth. So um, talk a little bit about your coaching program. I know that you've got um, your six steps that you talk about. Um, maybe give one or two pieces of advice to the audience um, listening, because a lot I think a lot of people come from that scarcity mindset. They just don't know how to change it or what to do to you know move forward and not have that scarcity anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the big thing. I, and first, I want to tell people too, and your audience, and and everybody is here's, and I'm sure you will agree, Angela. Once you work through that, and you change the story, and you work on your mindset, it's not a once and done thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remind people that you know, like I'm a fitness person now, right? So I went from 200 pounds to. Um, where I'm at now, I work out with my trainer four days a week. It's not something, okay, I've lost the weight. I can stop. Right. You know, okay. I've got muscles. I can stop. It's a continuous thing, right? So working our mindset, our money mindset and our mindset in general is also a continuous thing, which is something I also had to learn. <laughs> um, so I, I tell people all the time that it's, a, it's like a muscle is something you're always going to be constantly um, working on. And, and, you know, just because you've worked through that does not mean the, the bed is going to be you know, just a bed of roses and everything's going to be all peachy keen. Life happens. Right. It does not matter. She is not, she doesn't care who you are. Life happens. And having those tools and having the support is what helps you um, be able to stay grounded and work through that. And the reason why I bring that up is because I even mentioned it to my clients is because, and I shared it with them, is because, you know, right now life is happening for me. You know, there's personal things that's costing a little bit more money than we thought. There's some business things that's costing more money than we thought. And it's got things up in a little upheaval right now. And I'll be honest, three, four years ago, that I was still working through the, you know, working on the mindset, doing what I do, but still doing the work. It probably would have stopped me in my tracks a lot quicker and a lot longer. 
mm-hmm. than now. And it's because I have those tools and it's because I have the support. Um, so I just think that's important. The first step, honestly, is recognizing what your beliefs are. So in my opinion, you have to actually sit down and be honest with yourself, right? So, you know, some people say, oh, I don't hate money. Mm, How do you talk about it? What do you really say about it? Like, you know, you don't have to be honest with anybody else, but be honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because I used to tell people all the time, I don't hate money. I just don't have any. (laughs) But then when she, when the book, one of the books I read, it said, uh, when you think about money, what are the things you say? And it gave examples. Do you say this or do you say this? And all the negative things, most of them was what I said. And I was like, or thoughts. And I'm like, mm. okay, I do have, I, I don't like money. <laughs> you know, there is this scarcity mindset going on. And so I believe the first step is being honest with yourself. Like, you know, listing out the things. Uh, do you think that money is only for the people who are born into money? Do you believe that you have to work hard to make money? Um, Mm. Do you believe that you have to sacrifice time with your family and your kids to have money? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that the more money you make, for some reason, the less you have? You know, what are different types? And and it could be from that to always, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if I have debt, I'm going to die and they can't come with me. You know what I mean? There's just these two extremes. Um, I have one client who didn't realize she had a scarcity mindset because she was hoarding money, but she was hoarding money because she was afraid it was going to disappear. Right. And so when we worked on that and we dove deep into, okay, what are some beliefs you have and what are some of the, and one of the ways you can figure those things out is you can ask what are, what is one of the first things you remember being said about money around money? Um, when you were growing up, whether it's your parents, you know, babysitter, whoever, just society in general, right? Um, and then dive deep into that and just write out what beliefs you have. Um, I do an exercise, and when I speak, I do an exercise, a sticky note exercise. And I tell them to think about three things that they remember being told about money growing up or a teenager or whatever. And they write three different things on each of the sticky notes. And then I tell them, okay, I want you to look at it. Whenever I get done, say, okay, look at it. Tell me if you think it's negative or positive. If it's negative, go put it on this wall. If it's positive, go put it on this wall. And because it's visual, it's amazing how many people are like, holy crap. Because the negative wall is so much more filled than the positive. And then there's few that'll be like, well, I think it could be positive, but it could also be negative. I'm not sure because it's dependent on how it was said and then what, what text it was said. Right. Right. And so, but the whole point of that is, is when we realize that we have some type of negativity and we're, we're putting that block and we, you know, when we have a belief that um, money is going to disappear then we're putting the block around again, like she said, money safe. Um, the second thing you can start doing, say thank you. Mm. The gratitude. People laugh at me. I think I, I still say thank you. I say 
And when I say when I say thank you, I'm talking about saying thank you like every time you pay a bill. Every time you pay your rent, whether it's business bills or personal, say thank you. Not it's not to anybody in general, it's to the universe, it's to the money, it's saying thank you that I had you in my account. Thank you for being there so I could pay my rent. Thank you. When I was first starting my business, I couldn't pay all my personal expenses, right? Before, when I had my day job, I couldn't pay all my personal expenses. It was choosing each month. So each time I, when I started working on this, I started saying, thank you. I started, and the more I said it, the more I believed it. Mm. And the more I believed it, the more I started looking at, okay, what's ways I can use money as a tool and be prepared and plan. And that's where the management part come in. And the more, um, the, the, the first time I paid all my expenses, um, personal expenses, uh, from the, the business and which was the first time I was able to do that, you know, pay all of them at one time in a whole month, I don't know, for a very long time, I did a happy dance and said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I still say thank you when I'm paying my expenses. Um, it changes your mindset. It's like retraining your brain, but you're, re, you're rethinking um, how you think about money. It, you know, it's like somebody said, when you have a relationship, you want to treat them, right, with respect and love and kindness. Okay, well, you have a relationship with money because it's a tool, right? So we have to, um, we ha how we treat it is, and how, and when I say treat it, it means, you spend it frivolously without thinking or do you actually you know if you want to spend five hundred dollars on something great as long as you're okay with that and you know where it's going and you want to a lot of times though when people have issues with money or mindset they don't know where their money is going yeah i want to go back me to when you first started talking about to say thank you i i i have a post-it note in my in my bathroom so it's the first thing i see in the morning it says you know be grateful daily so i love that um i really thought you were going to go a different way like just saying thank you to everyone you meet and just being grateful but i never thought about it in the context that you just gave you know if you're paying a bill or you're like pumping gas just saying thank you because you are grateful for the opportunity to have the money to pay for gas you know that that even if you have credit card debt and maybe you're you're working on that but you still have the ability oh, thank you yeah. yeah you still have the ability you have that card in your hand you have that car that you're putting gas into so you're saying thank you for that so i think that's an incredible exercise and that's something very simple people could implement immediately and just start you know having that gratitude for every day just having what they have yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I tell people all the time, um, you have your sign by there says I am worthy. <laughs> that is one of the first affirmations that I have my clients say every night before they go to bed and every morning when they get up. And I tell them to put a sticky note on their mirror <laughs> in the bathroom that reminds them. And what I mean by it is I am worthy of having money. I'm worthy of making money. But instead of doing those two, I just say, just have I am worthy because the more you start seeing that, the more you start saying it, it it's cognitive. You're retraining your brain and you're retraining your thoughts. And the more you do it, the more it's going to become natural and become real. Mm. And you will actually see your whole um, attitude and uh, 
mindset change? I mean, I'm sure you do because you have you have that sign like on the back. That's one of the only ones I'm missing back here. <laughs> is is that one? Um, and but I I believe it. It's it's we are worthy. And for so long, I think many of us, especially women, have felt we aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's you know I tell people all the time it's time for money to stop being a taboo subject. It's time for it to be kicked to the curb. Mm-hmm. And it's time for us to actually talk about it and realize we are, are worthy of having money. We're worthy of those um, those things. And and it may feel weird at first, but, but practicing gratitude and saying thank you for when you buy your groceries, when you pay the bill, like I said, and saying thank you when you're pumping the gas, it it does something. It's it's an energy thing, and I am not woo woo in any way. I'm analytical. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that it goes hand in hand with the money management. Um, yeah, you're you're reprogramming your brain and breaking that cycle. So yeah, yeah. You and you and the key is is you have to be ready to break that cycle. You have to be. You got to be able to acknowledge it, which is why I said the first step is is you know acknowledging, you know what your beliefs are, and then second, start practicing gratitude so you can flip those those switches flip this i call it flipping the script so that you can turn that negative into a positive you know and if if one of them is um you don't feel like you should be making money because you weren't born into okay well i am worthy of making money is how you you flip it um Mm -hmm. and it's just being it's just doing the things and that's a some such a simple and immediate task like you said that you can go and start now Mm mm-hmm yeah. When I, when I do my live next time, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it from the gas station and, and say, thank you. Oh, <laughs> and tag me, please. oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be like, I learned this tip. I'm so grateful to be able to pump my gas today. I have a car. Yes, I have a credit card. And... I'm going to have to do that the next time. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a great video, you know, cause it is, it, it's just simple steps that you can implement and change in your life. And knowing that if you take just one step at a time, then it's not so overwhelming. Well, and that's the key too. And I think that would be the biggest, the third step, I guess, would be the biggest thing is remembering, um, don't try and do everything all at once. Yep. That's just like a fad diet. What happens with a big fad diet? We fail miserably Mm -hmm. because we try to do too much one time. We're restricting no sugar, restricting no, whatever it is. You know, I mean, I remember when there was, this tells my age, but I remember, um, butter buds because <laughs> butter and fat was just bad. So we needed butter buds. <laughs> so it was like fake butter. But that's the nasty <laughs> stuff that ever existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember that. And I remember it, it just being, you know, fat with fat. Okay. It's moderation. So that's the same thing, the same concept with this. Don't go and say, okay, no more out to eat. I'm going to use all this money for this. You're, you might do well for two, three weeks, maybe a couple months, mm-hmm. but something's going to happen. And then you're going to go to drive through or whatever. Then you're going to beat yourself up and you're going to think you're a failure and you're going to keep doing it. It's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So what I recommend is one step at a time. So work on this. And then you're like, okay, Lisa, I'm at this point. What would I do money management wise? That's when you've got to be real with yourself 
and you need to do a check-in with your money. And that's pulling your bank statements and seeing where the money is actually going. Yep, absolutely. All right. As we wrap up Lisa Marie today, um, I have a fun question for you. We'll switch and pivot uh, subjects here. But if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why would you choose it? Um, if I had a superpower, it would be where I could blink and I'm from one place to another. <laughs> uh, why? Because I'm a mom. <laughs> um, and I feel like I need to be in, sometimes I feel like I need to be in 50 places at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and also, um, I would be able to uh, get to my clients whenever, you know, they're having this moment or whatever, and they're calling me, I can blink and I can go up to them and go, no, you know, you know what I mean? And yep. just, you know, and then blink and come back. So, um, you know, where they're able to blink, think where they want to be and they're there and then come back. Yeah. I, as long as I wouldn't get headaches doing it, that's what I would. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so if our audience wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to find you? Well, there's several ways. You can find me on my website, thesassywealthcoach.com. You can find me on any of the social medias. Uh, at um, the My thing is at the Sassy Wealth Coach. That's what it is. Or excuse me, at Sassy Wealth Coach on all of them. Um, and um, I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm also going to be on TikTok now. So, yeah. Great. I really appreciate your time today. That was some awesome advice. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. Make sure that you're taking these items and implementing it and making changes. Two amazing to-dos for you and you can implement it immediately into your life. So don't walk away from the episode without making some changes. And thanks again, Lisa Marie. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. Make sure you leave me a five-star review, share this podcast, subscribe and share the message.